Hi listeners, thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time here, welcome to Tiwa Talks Green. Energy transition is a pathway towards transformation of the global energy sector from fossil-based to zero carbon by the second half of the century. On this episode, we'll be talking energy transition with a magic circle lawyer, and I'll leave him to introduce himself. Hi, Caleb. Can we meet you? Caleb, um, as Tiwa has mentioned, I'm a lawyer with the law firm of Allen and Overy here in New York, and I work on the securitization team. Um, probably I might have the time to explain what I do as we go along. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much about me. I used to work in Nigeria prior to going to um, project coming here to study and work. Okay. So, can you take us through a day in your life as a lawyer in the U.S.? Well, it's pretty much like the uh, day in life of any other lawyer, to be honest. Um, uh, good thing, though, is that we it's flexible at my office, so we're allowed to work from home or from the office or pretty much anywhere, as long as we get the work done. A uh, typical day in life is um, reviewing documents, uh, mostly uh, the offering circular, indenture, um, ancillary documents, opinions, write, drafting them, reviewing them, um, sending out emails, communicating with clients and counterparties, um, reviewing or responding to questions from clients or rating agencies or counterparties. Um, uh, yeah. Um, Broadly, that's that's about it. Uh, of course, uh, advising clients where the need arises, um, joining meetings, and um, and also you know work calls. And there's a lot of other really fun stuff. Um, it's a very fun place at my office. So, you know, in between the work, there's a lot of fun, um, hanging out, um, having lunches together with the rest of the team. Okay, that's nice. So, about energy transition we're talking about energy transition so i would like to ask in your own words what do you think energy transition is and is renewable energy the only sort of energy transition um energy transition pretty much is the move to cleaner energy so okay many people describe it in different ways but for me it's a journey it's not a singular movement it's a journey that happens at different paces for different parts of the world um some parts of the world have gone ahead some parts of the world are still trying to get there but essentially it's a journey um a journey of progress towards cleaner energy um away from dirty energy to much cleaner energy um that's energy transition yes because the idea is to combat and stem the effects of climate change and ensure that we we live in a better cleaner and safer environment okay for a second of the question is that renewable energy only source of energy transfer i mean um there's this disparity you know when people are talking sustainability and sustainable energy 
Uh, we have some people talk about green energy, some people talk about clean energy, some people talk about um, renewable energy, some people talk about um, sustainable energy. So, you know, different terminologies um, and different um, um, terms and words for for this transition. Okay. So energy really is energy that, by the definition of the term, can renew itself. Essentially, it is not finite. Um, we don't get to the point where we say, oh, this does not exist again simply because we've used it up, right? So, for instance, energy from the sun, wind energy, those are renewable because they, they'll they always be there, right? Um, the, the ability to continue over time. Um, so, but the question, the bigger question then becomes, is this renewable energy the cleanest form or a cleaner form of energy that we can achieve? So is renewable energy the only form? Um, not not quite, um, because some people term nuclear energy as being one of the cleaner forms of energy, and some people, you know, do not term it as renewable energy. And so, you know, it's a semantics um, terminology sort of thing, but I think the the at the core, the idea is how clean is this form of energy, both from the production side and the eventual utility. All right. Thank you so much for that answer. So how can you classify the use of renewable energy in the U.S. compared to renewable energy in Africa? Um, I do not have the statistics. Uh, however, I am pretty certain that use of renewable energy in, in the U.S. is way ahead of use in Africa. Um, simply because, I mean, the transition started earlier in this part of the world than, than any part of Africa. Yeah. Uh, the structure is more here you know the solar the solar um, solar uh, electricity supply alone here is you know well established you know the laws are established the infrastructure is established um, wind energy you have a lot of wind farms here in the US heavy investing in wind farms um, you have uh you know, even hydrogen work work is ongoing in hydrogen a lot more than it is in Africa. So, definitely, generally, it's there's a lot more happening here because you know one started earlier. Two, there's a lot of financing going into that area. Um, yeah. Three, uh, the infrastructure is already here. Um, yeah, compared to Africa, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank. You. So, I have like a three question. It is in gas. The first says that what is natural gas and how does liquefied natural gas work? Then when we are talking about energy transition, can natural gas be a form of energy transition? Okay, um, interesting question. So um, natural gas is is gas, essentially. Um, okay. Mostly methane, but, you know, there are other ones, propane, butane, um, you know, a number of types of natural gas exists right ethane propane propane usually the main four a number of others exist and essentially natural gas is gas um, that can be used for the various things it is used for Electric electricity heating transportation depending on of course the different gases are just based on their you know composition and weight some gases are heavier than others um, some gases are lighter than others and so based on the, the weight and the composition it can be better fit for certain things than for other things some are more fit to be 
you know, um, used to generate electricity. Others are more fit to be used for heating. Others are more directly used to um, fuel uh, uh, machinery, that kind of thing. Um, so that's natural gas. Okay, now LNG is a form of natural gas. Essentially, it is LNG is really for the purpose of storage and transportation. So because okay. that is gas and it's the only way you can store and trans the only way you can transport gas in the gaseous form is through pipelines. Right. Okay. Yes. The help for storage and transportation of gas, um, it is then liquefied. Essentially, gas is made liquid. It's a chemical process that makes gas to become liquid and then it's easier to transport it using barges and you know storage in storage tanks and all of those things and you then can ship the gas uh, of course with shipping you don't have the challenges of you know people bursting pipelines you don't have to you know construct spend years constructing um pipelines running across different countries you don't need to do you know all the many things you have to do with pipelines it's just you okay. know buy it um put it on a barge or ship and then you know ship it to wherever you want and then regasify it and becomes gas again and you use it just as you use any natural gas so there's there's hardly any difference um just okay. liquid um then whether it's it contributes to the energy transition of course anything that moves away from dirtier fuels to cleaner fuels and, and natural gas is one of the cleaner fuels and it is is considered a transition fuel particularly for this for for africa and you know developing economies okay thank you so talking about renewable energy is renewable energy expensive because we hear in africa here we hear stuff like oh getting a solar panel can be so expensive as much as renewable energy in the form of clean energy it's still very expensive so i don't really know if that is true or if you have anything to add to that to that statement. okay yes um yes it is relatively expensive but again you know, over time, it has become cheaper with, you know, a lot of tax rebates from the government, a lot of um, involvement of more investors in the space. So things are getting cheaper than they were a number of years ago. Um, renewable energy, particularly solar, which is the most common in Africa, is more affordable than it was a couple of years ago because of all of these things. Um, however, the initial outlay costs are typically still more expensive than, you know, the average person can afford a number of times. Say if you want to put solar on your rooftop, uh, but okay. over time, it, um, it sort of, by the time you put the, the total cost you spend over time and the total cost you will spend over time in maybe paying for, um, the utility power, for instance, or, um, you know, just having a generator and buying buying um, petrol or diesel, it would in the long run probably be cheaper. Uh, but then that initial outlay cost is really um, what people face as the challenge a lot of times. Um, but yeah, I think I think um, it if if you're looking at it long term, you know, altogether, you will find that if you're using RE might be cheaper in the long run, and of course safer as well. All right. Thank you so much. So on career trajectory, how was your experience like getting a master's degree in New York University? 
I think that's one of the best universities um, to, to do <laughs> that. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, well, I, mean, I, I speak of the law school now because, you know, that's, I went to the law school, um, NYU Law. Um, <clears throat> and I say this because right. one, uh, what, what makes for, for a great, for a great um, law school to do a master's degree? Uh, opportunities. NYU Law has a ton of opportunities, whether you're looking to pursue international law or, you know, work with international organizations or um, do corporate law or um, work with a nonprofit. Everything's available. And I say this because I had all of these experiences while there. The fellowships that take you to work with the UN, um, that have you work with international organizations, the opportunity to do programs or work with centers that work in the nonprofit space, the opportunity to do um, get you know access to a corporate opportunities. Also, uh, you know all of those exist. Um, secondly, funding schools that are able to provide funding for you because that's one of the things that especially international students struggle with um and nyu is pretty generous and just the concern of inter for international students nyu is very international student focused um that's one thing i mean everyone gives it to them it's 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 almost it's very clear how focused on international students the the law school is and so you know they are special programs and special attention and you know the guys at the career services office understand the the need and the peculiar struggle of the international students so you know you want a school that actually focuses on you and doesn't see you as just a means of making money so yeah it was it was a very good experience oh thank you do i need any license or license or excuse me let me take the question again do i need any license or licenses to practice the lawyer New York, uh, yes, you need the license to practice in any state in the United States, and each state has its own um, admission requirements and its own bar exam. So you take the New York bar, and then you you pass it. You take the two other exams. I mean, all of them considered under the board of legal exam examiners. Uh, but the New York bar is really the uh, the toughest and really the most important, and then. And then you you know do all the admission requirements, submit all the documents you need to, and then you get admitted to the bar. And yeah, that's that's the license into practice. All right. So can you share your experience as a lawyer in an overview, considering the fact that oh you came from a law firm in Nigeria? How different is the practice, and how has it been for you? Um, for one, it is more efficient. Uh, there's a use of legal tools that makes work way more efficient. I'm talking hardware, I'm talking software. Um, the fact that you, I mean, the work is hard enough, right? Legal work is hard enough anywhere in the world. So getting to do the work with the right tools makes it very easy. Um, it makes you also not to spend hours on something that you should normally spend minutes on. And also, you know, with proper division of the work, you don't have to do things that you should not be doing as a lawyer. So you have no business with preparing pitches or anything, right? There's a team for that. You have no business doing, you know, things that there's a team to handle everything that should be handled by a team. In fact, um, if you are not very savvy with Word and all the, you know, different formatting thing, you don't have to spend your waste 
hours trying to figure out a format and, and all you do there's a team that you send it to tell them what you want done they format it and send it back to you right so everything is efficient so that efficiency is and i mean i did see this while working from nigeria because you see how these guys turn around their work so fast and it's also organized and everything you're like how did they do it um it's because they had these tools um then also really the the fact that the work is um and I, I don't know if this is peculiar to my, you know, my my office okay. or them in the U.S., but it's the work environment is amazing. It's, um, you know, you're free to do, you know, you're really everybody like you're left to work and deliver on your work without. Um, there's no micromanagement, and they sort of trust you to do the work. So it's. I it's, I, I, I there was a name glitch at some points okay so can you take i think as we were talking about the environment is friendly right the environment is friendly and they um they give you a free hand to do the work and to thrive really and beyond the work they give you a free hand to thrive at building yourself personally there's a focus on individual growth um okay. even outside just doing the firm's work and so you feel like you're part of this community that cares not just about their work but about you and you are very committed to making sure this community also succeeds so yeah it's um i think i would point that out as some of the differences but you know in in the in the work itself in the day-to-day it's it's not that much different and of course i mean it's better work working environment better work experience better remuneration um yeah that that definitely sets it apart okay thank you so much Kate. last question does what would be your advice to boarding lawyers interested in leading a frontline career in the energy sector because the fact that we are moving now from oil and gas being just source of energy to renewable energy how do we also meet up to this modern day um i feel like there are two questions in that can you ask the question again okay i said what would be your advice to both players interested in leading a frontline career energy sector because the fact that we are moving from oil and gas through this energy transition into renewables is there any like typical advice you give for the lawyers in this space okay i understand um i would say think outside the box right think very much outside the box and okay. you know part of what i tried to do um i mean i attribute to the fact that i'm working this job now to two things first the fact that it's a miracle i i, I truly believe god gave me the job um wow the story of getting the job is is just a miracle honestly now the second part is um there was thinking outside the box and while I, I truly believe that it was the Holy Spirit that led me to think that outside the box, I think it's also um, important that I was willing to. So thinking outside the box means thinking 10 years into the future. It means not looking at now, but the future. Um, now, my the final paper I wrote in, when I wanted to write my final paper at NYU, I seriously prayed and thought, and my prayer was, I want to write something that will be relevant in five, 10 years. I want to write something that will be a conversation topic, you know, in the future, right? And 
I'm looking, I'm seeing it happen right now because I wrote on ESG in securitized products. And at the time, it wasn't so much of a big deal. But one year after I finished my program, it's everywhere. It's literally yeah. the town. Everybody's talking about ESG, not just ESG, but ESG in securitized product, which is what I do, right? Um, it's in every security, securitization conference now, ESG in securitized products five six sessions are talking about it and then the u.s recently tried to sort of improve on on the regulations for it europe is doing the same thing and so thinking outside the box means thinking um i'm not just going to do a flimsy paper just because i want to i'm not just going to you know think of today or think of tomorrow i'm going to think of five years down the line i'm going to think of 10 years down the line if you're thinking that way as a lawyer going into the energy space you're thinking hydrogen you're thinking I mean, solar is pretty popular now, but yeah, you're also thinking solar, but you're also thinking hydrogen, right? You're thinking yes. green hydrogen, blue hydrogen. Okay, what what's happening with this hydrogen? What what are because it's happening already, but it will become bigger in five, ten years time. So that those are some of the things that a lawyer looking to move into that space now should be looking at. Should you not look at fossil fuels? Absolutely not. It's a combination, right? Because you still have fossil fuels existing, but um, you need to look beyond what what we can see currently um, at the moment. So yeah, that's that's the advice I'll give. Wow! Thank you so much, Caleb, for this insight, Sean. It was a great learning experience for me. I feel I can see this thing for the listeners. So hey, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. I will be delighted to receive your review. See you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you.